good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat Podcast, episode 70. (whistles) Big numbers. Wowza. Just my age. Absolutely, think of that. <laughs> Joe, what is it? Do you want me to just say the subjects? Because I write them. Yes, please. My progress is more than just a number on the scales. So, we've had a bit of a running joke with our February challenge recently where we do a video each week and then every week we have a special section dedicated to calming people down about their weigh ins or lack of progress or often the fact they are making progress. So we thought we'd do a podcast. Yeah, I can promise that this is not going to be a 35-minute rant about scales and what can influence it. We'll probably talk for the first five to seven minutes about that. Uh, So if you want to skip that, (laughs) that's totally up to you. But it it will be all important stuff. And then we'll look at kind of other signs of progress that you should be tracking and also should be kind of measuring and looking at as evidence as progress. This should be one of the most hotly talked about ideas in most fat loss circles because so many people lose their minds over it unnecessarily and it's just such a source of like stress and a trigger and a reason people quit or they give in or they stop trying and it's just... Notoriously. It's just nuts, isn't it? It's just absolutely ridiculous. And from, from our point of view, it's so frustrating to see people go through this because you see people making all this other kind of... or collecting all this other data, or all this other evidence that they're making fantastic progress. But then it comes down to this one small thing of the scales that are so easily, you know, manipulated. Or hidden. Yeah, that... Um, it's just frustrating that you know you can see someone throw away their attempts or throw away the effort that they've put in that one week just because of a number, a certain number comes up on the scales. I imagine a lot of parents have this with children when they are you know working really hard in school, they have one test that doesn't quite go their way, and they go, This is completely pointless, I'm gonna quit school. That's kind of the level that you've got of with sustain, except that people have often been trying to lose weight for longer than their kids will ever be in school. So you've got something that's so important to people. And they've been trying for decades and it's on their minds all the time. And the only time it's not on their minds is when they quit and then it's back on their minds soon enough because they're back trying again. And we just need to see a bit of a change in attitude, I guess, or just a broadening of people's horizons and awareness with regards to things you need to do to make progress. Because, yeah, I suppose, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry I was saying kind of going back to that kind of school scenario that you mentioned which is I like it Joe I like it you know if your child was learning French and they went to France and they stayed for six months and they came back and they could speak fluent French and they French 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 and they could you know understand what people were saying they could you know uh, converse with them but then they take a GCSE and they get a bit of a shit grade They've not failed at speaking French. They've just had a bit of a bad result there, which is probably, you know, could have been anything on that day that's affected their ability, you know what I mean, to, to take that exam. 
you can look at all the other evidence like, well, you went to France for six months, you know, you, you lived with a French family, you could, you know, you spoke nothing but French, were fully understood and you could understand everything else that people are saying. And that's kind of what we're going to get out with the podcast is kind of how you can look at everything else around, you know, and what you should be tracking, what you should be monitoring to show progress <coughs> as opposed to just, what do I wear today? Because, you know, like I said, you know, it's a piece of data and we do encourage our clients to weigh in, you know, either daily or at least weekly to check in, but it's not the be all and end all. There's just so much you could cover on this, isn't there? Because it's, it's just such a trigger point for people and people calling it stuff like the sad step uh, or people saying, you know, they're, they're slow losers. No one's a fast fat loss. You know, hardly anyone. You know, such a small number of people say, I did a, uh, like a call today with one of our guys who's lost 35 pounds in eight weeks. Did he, he say it was too fast? Yeah, no, he didn't actually, funnily enough. He said, you know, he was really pleased with his results, funnily enough, because he's lost two and a half stone in eight weeks. He's a big guy. He's got a lot to lose. He's not going to lose four pounds a week for very long. In some of those weeks, he lost eight pounds, six pounds, eight pounds. He had plateaus too. Everyone thinks they're a slow loser. The more you tell yourself this, you basically make it harder for yourself. You know, if you, every time you got up or you went to work, you said, I'm crap at this, I'm not going to do a very good job here. You're not going to, you, you know, you're backing yourself into a corner. And this is why we talk a lot about mindset and internal dialogue, internal voices, because people, talk themselves down a certain route. So you see people say, I'm a slow loser. When you look at their food, and there's loads of crap food in there, mm. of course you're a slow loser. You're not gonna be a fast loser if you're not putting in maximal effort, if you've not got loads to lose. You need those two things to come together. And there's no problem with you losing it. Losing? Yeah, losing at a steady rate is fine. But when people said, well, this is me, I can only lose so much amount of weight per week or a month or whatever it is, it's, not really true, like Joe says, there's gonna be some things that you could tighten up, that you could accelerate your fat loss with, because I can guarantee you, if you fell down a well on your own, broke your legs, couldn't get out, and you stayed in there for a month, you wouldn't just lose two pounds. Yeah, or four pounds. Yeah, you'd absolutely hemorrhage weight. You'll be losing half a pound a week if you weren't eating, and you're only drinking pond water. We're not suggesting this. But yeah, that's not a diet. We're just saying, there's always more you can do. You can do more exercise. And I'm not poo-pooing people for losing at a slow rate. It's whatever you're comfortable doing. But, you know, it's hard. It's like that thing when people say, well, I'm greedy. It's almost like a justification of an action. It's almost like you're making a belief come true. Well, this is just me. I'm greedy. You're not greedy. If you were greedy, you'd be, you know... You'd be eating now, not telling you how greedy you are. Yeah, you'd be snaffling apples and pears and, you know, everything else. You'll eat or you'll overconsume highly palatable foods that you enjoy. Which is like most people. Yeah. And normally, under a circumstance... Where you, where you have low blood sugar. So people will say, I can't control my eating. And you look at their food, they've had a yogurt for breakfast and a salad for lunch. It's a hell of a lot more likely you're not going to control your food. You're not making the best of a situation. You're backing yourself into a corner. You know, I don't have very many cravings, but it's because of the foods that I eat and because of the frequency I eat. I know that on the days when I skip meals, my cravings are through the roof. And people just say, oh, I always had bigger cravings. It's because you've never sorted your food out. Yeah. And there's so much you have, are, there's so much you have control over here. I think we've gone off on a random bit. That was faster than five minutes. Then you just need to focus on what you can do. The weight on the scale is, you know, it's a symptom, isn't it? It's not a root cause. So it's indicative of progress or lack of progress, but it's not defining. And often people get their, you know, frustrations because they've done it for a week or two weeks 
a few yeah. days sometimes. Yeah. I had a client today who said like, I know I shouldn't have stepped, she started on Monday, I know I shouldn't have stepped on the scales, but I did, and she was disappointed by the result. Like, what are you oh, expecting to see in four days? Yeah, was that you, Donna? Did you do that as well? One of my clients who started this week said exactly the same thing. So I weighed in, and I'm disappointed. And I said, did you lose, gain, or maintain? And they didn't say, which I was indicative to me that they had lost, but not, lost not, as, much happened, as, yeah. not as much as they thought after, you know, three days. Apologies if not you, Donna, but seeing as you're watching, I thought that's... You're getting blamed. Um, so, yes, the scales, 100% weigh yourself for me. If it doesn't fuck your head, if it does fuck your head, then obviously take these points on board. But or don't do it. Yeah, and we'll go through different ways that you can track progress. Um, take it as a piece of data. It is a snapshot. It's what you wear right that second. The amount of weight you put through the floor, probably on some fucking cheap shoddy ass scales as well. It's an indicator, like Joe said. It's not your self worth. It's not how hard you try. Yeah, indicator of how you know how hard you work that week or how successful you are is just simply a number it gives you a piece of data that's it which can be massively affected by you know 10 different things whether you slept well whether you're recovering from a workout whether you ate more or less salt more or less carbs you whether you have more or less water my client today was like I have a pound heavier like you're probably just more hydrated. That is 400 mils of water. Yeah. You'll probably can... drink five times that in a morning. That's what I just said. Is that you're probably just more hydrated. Go for a pee. You'll be fine. Um, you know, your hormones, the food in transit, so whether you're still digesting food, whether you ate more food yesterday or, you know, less the time when you weighed in before. So it's just that thing you need to look at. You've said it before. Across a month, if you weigh heavier, you know, next month than you did at the start of this month, then you need to adjust something. But if it's up and down, up and down over a day, again, you know, if you want to take power back from the scales, I always suggest kind of weighing every single day. You can see the trend going up and down. My weight can jump up two kilos in a day, easy. And then if you want, weigh yourself first thing in the morning, weigh yourself after the breakfast, weigh yourself after lunch, weigh yourself after dinner, weigh yourself before bed. You're going to get four or five different readouts because you've not got any fatter, you don't get any leaner, you're just more hydrated, you're less hydrated, you've got more food in you, you've got less food in you. It's just a number. You're just tweaking the numbers, aren't you? You're just, yeah. And the, the purpose of what you said there is to take the stress out of it. Yeah, it's uh, just it, take, take the power back. And my, my concern is sometimes you see people going, I've gained two pounds since yesterday. It's completely defeating the point of what we're trying to do here. And it's trying to separate, James has said the word data quite a lot, is separate kind of fact from emotion. The fact is you're putting an extra 100 grams, 400 grams, you know, a thousand grams through the floor than yesterday. That is the fact. If that is fat or water or, you know, digesting broccoli, it doesn't matter because the process stays the same. You have to take the emotion out of it. If every time, if your emotion is so dictated by it going up or down, then you're in for a really wild ride because it's going to be up and down all the time. So you need to take a step back from that and just focus on the process of doing the right things. And this is why you say to people, you know, you often see people saying, I'm doing all the right things, I'm not losing weight. Often, they mean they've not lost any weight for four days or 10 days. It's rare you see this over a longer time frame. And if it is- It's gonna be six months or a year, is it? Someone said to me the other day, I'm, you know, doing all these things right, and I had to flick through their food, and there was alcohol four out of seven days. And this is why sometimes you need an external eye to come and have a look and say, well, actually, in my opinion, I'm not surprised you're not losing weight because this is what's in front of me and this is what I can see. And I would not expect someone who is, often it's someone who's kind of 10 stone, who hasn't got loads to lose, who's gonna to have to be a bit tighter on these on these things. And that's where it's all gonna come down to individual variants. And again, why the scales is so unright, un, not reliable, but shouldn't determine your mood. 
or your uh, change of pace, because the people who lose loads have got the most to lose. Generally, yes. It's, you know, if you take it as a percentage of body weight loss, then it could be very similar to you know someone losing four pounds over someone losing half a pound, depending on how much they have to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Last so, one on the scales. <clears throat> so just one of my clients today again. Perfect timing. Almost like we have this a lot. Yeah. Um, she said basically she. Gosh, I'm really confused because she weighed in the other day and. I don't want to say it all the way, but she was like 11 pounds heavier than when she weighed in today, and then she weighed again, and then she'd lost like another three pounds, and it was going up and down. I said, it just sounds like your scales are shit. Maybe you need to get some new ones. And she said, but what happens if they say that I'm heavier than I am now? It doesn't fucking matter, does it? I'm glad you said the F word, I was going to say it. <laughs> it just doesn't fucking matter. What happens to that weight? <coughs> That's the important thing. That goes up or down. Sorry. Jesus, good job. We were coughing on the microphone. <laughs> um, don't even joke about that. I'm old. Time I'm susceptible. Um, yeah, it's what happens to that weight. You know, as and I said, like if I got you some new scales now and they said, "Oh, you're six stone," would you be like, "Well, jobs done. actually, I need yeah. to put some weight back on." Absolutely. No, you keep on trying to improve what you look like in the mirror, how you feel, you know, your energy levels, all, all that kind of stuff. It's just a number, and like Joe said, you need to separate that motion, which is quite easy. For Joe, because of his robotic like autism. <laughs> no, but the same thing with me. Like I don't give a shit Computing, what I wear. Computing yeah. data. <laughs> says no. I don't care really what I wear. I'm conscious that when I'm really heavy, that I'm putting a lot of stress on my joints. Um, but other than that, on the floor. Yeah, and everyone else when I sit on them. Those uh, worship people, those weird people. Joe, Joe. I'm looking for a 19 stone man. Who's <laughs> very hairy. Um, stop it now. Yes, so I don't really care. I want to look and feel a certain way. And that's what's more important to me than going, well, I'm 16 stone now, so I've hit my target. Like, I, I, guess, I guess I was just thinking then, because we just had a little look, we just browsed those pictures of you looking shredded. If oh, you yeah. knew that was when you were like 16 stone, and if you've got a set of scales that said, you are now 16 stone, you wouldn't go, brilliant, I'm at my goal. Because it hasn't changed anything. And I think that's where people get lost is, the scales are just indicative of progress. They're not related. They're not causation and what's the, what's the phrase like correlation correlation does not equal causation no. so you can have you can be really good shape at 16 stone or 17 stone for you but that doesn't mean that if the scales say you're at 16 stone you'll be in good shape well, no, you might have a dodgy set of scales and that's so, what I was going to say um, in the video as well but it was going on too long like I think that's about 103 kilos on this picture that we're talking about oh my god were you really that's yeah, tiny no, isn't it no, I'm, like, I'm now about 106, 107 because I'm a bit carb depleted 107 hey Hundred six. I'm carb depleted though. <laughs> no carbs this week. No carbs before Mabs. On the keto. I'm on that keto train. The keto kids here. Um, but if I got myself down to one or three now, I'm confident that I wouldn't still look like that because I reckon I was carrying more muscle back then, <sighs> more muscle and leaner. So I'd probably have to get down to like hundred kilos to yeah. be as lean. But then I wouldn't be as big. But anyway, let's move on. I enjoyed that chat. Let's just let's just put. The scales behind us. Symmetric, <laughs> if you can um, kind of remove the motion from it, if you can just look at this piece of data, you're good to go. Oh, feel better. I'm brave. I think I need a drink. I'll, I'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so other indicators of progress, Joe? Photos. 100%. Probably mm, not one to do week by week, but quite good to see over a period of time, especially if you are likely to put some muscle on. So if you 
have just started eating protein for the first time, or eating more protein for the first time, if you started weight Working training, out, yeah. yeah, either of those two things, you are likely to hold some more water in your muscles or actually put on some muscle, which is a good thing and will again be hidden by the scales, as James just mentioned there. You know, you can be lighter and not look as good, sadly, or not be as lean, should I say. So scales are a good one, sorry, photos are a good one. You know, it's great when you can see a really visible change because that's what matters to a lot of people, isn't it? The, the number on the scale, it just isn't all that important because in reality, you want to look better. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is important or it's not, isn't it? It's, it's a bit of a, a confusing one, but people just put too much weight onto that, so it's good to have a Wait. range of measures. <laughs> uh, yes, I always kind of say to people, oh, when they start stressing about it, oh, they say, you know, I'm losing inches, I'm looking better, but my weight's not changing. It's like, I give you two programs. One of them, your weight plummets down to your ideal weight, but you look exactly as you do now. That's option A. Option B is you look exactly how you want to look in your mind. <coughs> Jesus Christ. Try not to come to my microphone. Look into your mind. <coughs> Leave the room. You look exactly how you want to look in your mind. You've got your goal body, but actually you weigh half a stone heavier than you are now. Which option do you pick, A or B? Do you want to look exactly the same, but lighter, or do you want to look exactly how you want to look, but be heavier? Everyone's going to pick option B. Because your weight doesn't matter. You want to look a certain way. You want to feel a certain way. You want to be a certain way. Um, and that's when people put their onus on the weight. Whereas you can say, if you can see improvements on pictures, that's obvious progress. Mm. You're getting leaner, you're looking more toned, I hate that word. Then that's great progress and that's what you need to celebrate. And again, it's another piece of data you put into the pile. Absolutely. So inches and clothing fit is kind of similar to photos because it will give you a, a change in how you're actually looking and your, and your body shape. It's almost a more reliable one, the clothes, I'd say. I think clothes is, is, a, is a particularly good one because that's not going anywhere, is it? That piece of clothing, unless you... You know how that feels. It's a cheap Primark top and you wash it 10 times. It's not going anywhere, is it? So you are well aware when you have to put in an extra belt notch or something along those lines. But if, if a pair of showers you couldn't fit before, you're yeah. not able to do up. That is, that is a guarantor. There's no way you can stand that. You can't have had... It's interesting when people sometimes, they lose weight and they go, well, you know, it's probably just water. If you gained two pounds, you wouldn't have said that. No. And people are very quick to dismiss their progress and focus on their their flaws and their plateaus and their negatives. And clothing's really good for that because it means they can't. You take you take that away from people. Slight coaching rant, but the amount of times we see when we, we check in with people with a weight on a Monday, and you'll get like you know someone's gained two hundred grams, and you get like an A4 essay about how it's not fair and how they've done everything right. It's two hundred grams. You know what I mean? Like Joe said, it's like a shot of water. That's it shot of water and a, a grain of salt that you've had over and then you'll get another one and it'll be like lost three pounds or, that's their, it. or their weight and you're like I'm sure that's down three yeah. pounds and um, then you check and it is absolutely nothing but people are just like so expectant and don't celebrate the victories and again if you don't celebrate the wins of the victories it's going to be a long tough journey yeah all you've got then is negatives and mediocre mediocrity interestingly just to go back to that one the slow losers are always people losing a pound to two pounds a week, which is nearly perfectly Google acceptable. realistic fat loss and see what the scientific community says you should be losing as a minimum, or sorry, as a maximum, it's one to two What's pounds. humanly possible. So if you're losing a quarter of a pound or half a pound, then there's scope for more. If you're losing anywhere near a pound a week, then you're doing really well. And I think that's just something that I'm probably going to spend the rest of my life hammering into people over social media. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I think so. That that's gonna 
what we've covered there, so we've got um, weight, photos, measurements, clothing. Those are kind of four things that are gonna track your physical progress, or four things, four pieces that you can track physically changing. <coughs> Good God. It's gonna be dead. What else can you track? You can track, track? You can, you can track, you, you can, can track. You can um, kind of track how adherent you are to your plan. So whether you're tracking calories, whether you follow sustain, whether you follow Weight Watchers, Slimming World, whatever it is, how many days do you stick to what you're supposed to stick to? You know, if you have a calendar up on your wall, every good day you put a green tick, every bad one you put a red cross. How does that look at the end of the month? How did it look last month? How will it look next month? These are signs of progress. How many times did you work out last month? How many times are you gonna work out this month? These are all signs of progress. Are you getting fitter? Are you getting stronger? Yeah. They're, the, they're the main metrics, aren't they, in regards to performance that would be indicative of body recomposition slash fat loss. If you are able to run a 5K or a mile faster than you were last month, and you are a little bit stronger on your squats or your deadlifts or push-ups or bench press or pull-down machines, whatever it may be, you know, the, the big compound movements, if you do that over a period of time, you are going to look better because you'll be getting stronger, because your body will shift the fat from your frame. If you lift weights once a month and you run twice a month, then you're not going to see these things. And that's the biggest issue that we see is people not being consistent. And also if you don't track your training. Yeah, absolutely. Or people just have no barometer of, I feel stronger. Well, that's all well and good, but over what time frame and to what degree? You know, People don't necessarily like walking around with your notebooks and stuff. Do it off your phone. Yeah, there's so many apps. There's so many different ways of doing this yet yeah, that it's just... I wouldn't say it's imperative because we have a lot of people who lose weight without doing an exercise, but it is sure going to help. It's going to make a big difference if you can do these things. And it just will guarantee progress. If you track your food and improve your training and you gradually eat better over a period of time, it, it has to change. Your body cannot look the same and do something different. You can't be putting less fuel in and getting more fuel burned and your body not have to adjust. Your body is a smart mechanism that will adapt to the the stresses that it's under. So track those stresses and make sure those stresses are adequate is that people just think, oh, I'm working really hard. How do you know? How do you know? Well, if it's written down, then you can be certain with this. And it's taking out all those variables, isn't it? When people come to say, I'm not losing weight, I'm doing everything perfectly and I'm training really hard. Let's have a look then. I've not got it written down. Well, how do we know then? Yeah. How do we know? And you know, if you're asking for help, then there needs to be some ability to assess over what you've done. You know, if someone came, got a silver medal in the Olympics, they said, I'm looking to make my training better. What did you do? And they shrugged their shoulders. I just ran. Yeah, like, mm, I feel like we might be able to tweak this, but you don't know which area to tweak unless you're looking at it. Yeah, so if you want a challenge, do, if, you, if over a three month period, you can run faster and further and you've increased your fitness, you've got stronger on all your lifts, you've hit, you know, 26 out of 31 solid, good days on your food over the last three months, I guarantee that you'll lose a lot of weight. Absolutely. Like that, you know, when we talk about process-based goals, that's what it is. If you hit your three work, three strength training workouts a week, two runs a week, you hit your food, you know, kind of six days out of seven, everything is spot on, then you're going to make progress. You know, you don't even have to weigh yourself. You won't even have to measure yourself. You could weigh yourself at the start, you could weigh yourself at the end of three months. I guarantee you will lose a lot of weight because you are consistently doing the right things and you're tracking them. And tracking is so important from our perspective because if someone is doing everything right and they're not making progress, then we have to be able to adjust. And that's why we're so keen on this. In an ideal world, I'd love to just leave people for 12 weeks 
but we just have to make sure that they are progressing because everything's so individual. Because you have some people who can drink two glasses of white wine a night and have two takeaways a week and you know eat bread every second meal and lose weight, and other people just can't get away with that. And because it's so individual, that we have to have some way of assessing. And I appreciate it's not much fun. People don't want to do these things because it makes them feel like shit. And that's why we have to try and separate the facts from the emotion and give people these skills. And why you have to engage them and you have to, to try and work on them. I appreciate people who've spent a long time, you know, at slimming clubs, you know, they gain half a pound and they're told they're doing something wrong. But if you're not doing that anymore, then you're just holding on to something from your past. It's like holding on to like a, a painful childhood memory. It's giving you nothing now and it's just making the whole process harder. And it's making my job harder. So I definitely would just stop it for that reason. Yeah, and also again, then use a different, <coughs> excuse me, then track a different metric. Oh, coughing again, nice one. Funny. If, um, delicious. If, you know, the weight thing kind of totally ruins you, then concentrate on the process, the workouts, the food choices, you know, the cardio, the, you know, whatever it is that is your vice, you know, sticking to scheduled treats, limiting alcohol, whatever it is, that can be your progress, that can be your barometer, that's what you can track that will push you towards your goal, as opposed to getting all upset about gaining or losing half a pound over a week, which could be due to anything. You know, Christ, you look at, and this is the kind of frustrating thing when people talk about weight, look at a boxer, look at a UFC fighter, look at anyone who fights, anyone, you know, wrestlers, whatever, who have to hit a certain weight. So you'll get guys who fight at 185 pounds. They weigh in 185 pounds. They walk around at 210, 215 pounds, and they'll cut that weight, cut weight throughout the week before they weigh in. So they'll have Epsom salt baths, they'll train in the sauna, they'll wear sweatsuits. They'll just pull weight out. It's just so easy to manipulate your weight. It's not a barometer of fat loss. Like I said, if you look at it over a period, if you lose fat, yes, you will be lighter. But is it, you know, 100% reliable? It can be manipulated by salt, by carbs, by water. So it's not like the be all and end all. Getting everything right will push you towards your goals. Absolutely. Anything else? I think that's about it. You know, the, track everything that will push you towards your goals. Use that as your progress. If you're making progress in your gym workouts, if you're making better food choices, you know, all these things, if your mindset is improving as well, this is, you know, a huge thing that might not always result in a scale loss. But if someone has a massively stressful situation at work, and normally they behave in a certain way where it'll be two bottles of wine, you know, takeaway foods and all this, and instead they end up having something minor like a glass of wine, then that obviously, they're still drinking a glass of wine, but it's a massive improvement in mindset. And that's something again, that is progress but it's not reflected on the scale. So just look at every single way that you can make progress from what you're doing right now and make that your goal. Good? Absolutely. Good one, man. The ranty one. Oh, you know me. I'm all fired up. <laughs> right, so thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Guys, if you think this is going to help anyone, if you've got any of your friends who get hung up on the scale, get obsessed, maybe they're stuck in that kind of diet, slimming club mentality, tag them in it. Send them in share it uh don't forget to leave a like review we've actually had quite a few reviews oh i saw them the other day a couple of one stars no all five stars of course <laughs> um but that's it we do appreciate you listening if you've got any questions fire them across you can find us on facebook instagram slide into our dms drop us a email uh, and we will personally get back to you cat point you need to say goodbye see you later
sobre nada. 